Welcome to We Are DB. I am Brenton, joined as always by the lovely Danielle. That's me. Thanks for joining us this week as we count up the IMDb's best movies of all time and discuss some of the greatest films you mightn't ever have seen. This week, rated as number 13 on the Internet Movie Database by millions of film lovers from around the world is Star Wars Episode 5 The Empire Strikes Back. Released in 1980, starring Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, and Carrie Fisher as the three leads, Empire Strikes Back is a science fiction fantasy film that serves as the direct sequel to Star Wars from 1977, and takes place three years after the events of that movie. I didn't realise that. I, I never like the description of a space opera. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? I, I, I like to call it a science fiction fantasy. It's that's not essentially an what opera. It is. Well, yeah, they always say this, the original Star Wars movies are a space opera. That's the genre. There's no singing. I don't know. I don't know what that means. I think it just means it's a big epic Then call it a film. space epic. I like to consider it a science fiction fantasy. It's film. absolutely science fiction. It's like the definition of science fiction. The movie is written by Lee Brackett and Lawrence Kasdan with direction from the first film's writer and director, George Lucas, and directed by Irvin Kirshner. Sorry, Danielle, I'm going to ramble a bit here about Star Wars, because interestingly enough, Lee Brackett, who was a science fiction author, had never written a science fiction screenplay before. She died in 78 from cancer, two years before this movie was even made, and the screenplay was then given over to Kasdan, who had also never written a screenplay before. I saw, when we watched this last night, that... Story was written by, well, story by George Lucas. So what's the deal there? Um, the story was sort of based on his notes from the Star Wars, the, the first one. Okay. Uh, and then it was given over to Lee Brackett to do the screenplay. When she died, there was a lot of tweaks and reiterations, both from George Lucas and Kasdan. Okay. Um, so I'm not sure how much of her original screenplay ended up in the film. But there was a lot of supervision all the way along from George Lucas. So it was his baby. Essentially, it's yeah, his project. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So he was, uh, he was involved in this, but he didn't direct it. Now, there is a lot of questions about the direction George Lucas wanted to go with the series and his intentions. And there's a lot of confusion is due to um, Lucas changing his mind so many times over the years. So we're not going to speculate on his intentions or the many myths and theories around the saga. But we will list some facts because... I was so confused um, about the ordering of these when I first watched them because, like, episode three came out in 2005 and I'm like, aren't those movies from, like, the 70s? What? Like, Samuel L. Jackson was in it and I'm like, how old is Samuel L. Jackson, you know? Mm. I was just really confused until I'd watched it. So because I've watched these about three times now, the first time I watched it through was in 2011. So I don't have that nostalgia effect or... I know people who definitely do, who, like, yeah. grew up with Star Wars in the 80s. Like yourself, who has only seen it... This I've is seen a, it through once. You've seen them all through yep. once, and then you've seen them Empire twice. Yep. You wouldn't have that nostalgia either, so therefore, I like that because you're not a bias. Yeah. You don't have a bias. So, if you've never seen a Star Wars movie, welcome to pop culture of the last 40 years. And for you, we will break down this film into spoilers and non-spoilers. Because at some stage, we were all clueless to the now cliche spoilers of this film. And it's fine. I was going to say, if you haven't seen them through before, don't feel bad. Because 
took we were me, all here for one. Yeah, it I took me there. 20 years to get to that point. This is for you. Star Wars was released as such in 1977. The first one. Yes. The sequel was released in 1980, subtitled Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back. Star Wars was re-released in 1981, subtitled Episode 4, A New Hope. The third movie in the series was released in 1983, subtitled Episode 6, The Return of the Jedi. Then, when technology caught up and Lucas figured out what, what the hell he wanted to do with it, he made Episodes 1 to 3 from 1999 to 2005. Then, after Disney acquired Lucasfilm in 2012, they made Episodes 7 through 9 from 2015 to 2019. The first three are now known as the original trilogy, the next as the prequel trilogy, and then the sequel trilogy, with another two trilogies apparently currently in the works, not including the A Star Wars Story movies, which were set in between the prequel and the original trilogies. Can you see how this is really confusing? Yes. <laughs> so basically, although it's subtitled Episode 5, it's only the second in the series that was made. In terms of chronological release, it's the second movie. I always like coming into series with no idea or preconceived notions as to which is the best one and which is the worst one because you see it as a raw thing and you get to make that decision mm. without being influenced by other people's ideas. I see this a lot when I'm... I've mentioned before about my stepmom had hundreds of DVDs and she just said, yeah, go help yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So I would watch a bunch of movies and the ones that stand out to me also happen to be very successful ones. Mm -hmm. Um and I don't think that's a coincidence, right? So if they stand out to me, someone without these preconceived notions of really old works, I think that shows that their their value is actually worth something mm -hmm. because I'm seeing it out of context. I'm not seeing it in the cinemas. I'm not seeing it with all the hype around the reviews and things. It's not a pop culture phenomenon for exactly. you. Exactly. I remember my dad had a lot of CDs and he had like old rock in there and he had like Beatles and Fleetwood Mac and me being really young, I listened to it and I'm like, man, is it, has anyone heard of these Beatles things? Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was really interesting because that shows that they actually have value, timeless value, mm -hmm. because I was listening to it without hearing the fact that the Beatles are so big. Oh, I, I didn't live through Beatlemania. I didn't hear anything about this. And for me to actually listen to this and have that same feeling, it really shows their worth, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So when, particularly you... You came into the, the Star Wars trilogy not knowing what ones the general population like and the ones they don't like. So you have more of an idea, a very unbiased idea, as to what the series is like. And I think your yeah. perspective is very interesting on topics like this. What do you think? I'm just remembering I'd taken a lot of flack from a few different people. What do you mean you've never seen Star Wars before? What's wrong with you? You being one. one of them. Me? <laughs> yeah. And I freaking love these films. Which and do I... you think is the best? That's hard to say. Um... About a year ago, I wrote down all of the Star Wars movies in order that I think is best myself. This one was one of my favorites. I think, see, I don't remember much about... Um, yeah, you've only seen them all through once, and that was about two years ago now. Well, and the problem is I group them together. What's episode six? Uh, Return of the Jedi. See, I don't remember that one very much at all, but I it think I remember... Remember the little fluffy guys in the forest? Oh, yeah. I quite like this one, and I quite like that one of this okay. trilogy. See, people, people shit on the prequel trilogy a lot. 
I actually quite like the prequel trilogy for for what it does as an entity in itself, but I like the original trilogy better, I think. Did you know that people generally shit on the prequel trilogy before watching them? No. Well, that's interesting because they wouldn't have tainted. There were characters where I'm like, where are these characters? I didn't realize that they weren't... um, Like, I didn't realize that Jar Jar was only a prequel character. Right. You know? Uh, and that's probably why a lot of people shit on that character because they're like, "Why did you bring this such annoying character into the series when you didn't have to?" Yeah, Star Wars is probably one of the original classic pop culture phenomena. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's enormous and it will never go away because, like, oh, not now that Disney's got no. it. <laughs> I remember about a year ago now. I think it was just after uh, Solo was released. There I was loved a- that movie. I, you, you I like fucking that. loved that. That was movie. one of the worst films box office wise that disney has made in a while and it actually made them rethink their whole strategy as to these movies but it did so well like it still did well it, it did just... well it did like 600 million yeah but that's that's a bad star wars movie in disney's eyes i remember there was a comedian on twitter and he's like the list of all the best star wars movies in order mm-hmm. and he literally just posted them as release date mm-hmm. so he did Episode four, then episode five, six, then one, two, three. And everyone lost their mind. Like, how dare you? This is a stupid order. Why'd you put this and that? And it was clearly just a joke because he put it in the order of release. Mm-hmm. But no, a lot of people didn't didn't see it. I thought it was very funny. Um, so my, this is a list that I wrote over a year ago. For uh, what you think are the best. As my favorite Star Wars movies in order. Are you including the Star Wars stories yes. in there? Okay. My top because one. Because I think you should was going to be Empire Strikes Back. And that's for a number of reasons, which we'll get into in a sec. But I think that's interesting that even before, long before we were doing this podcast, I even considered this to be one of the best ones. Mm. Someone who didn't watch it in the 80s or anything, you know. So that's why I think this movie stands the test of time, is that that test. Honestly, I think it's kind of the... It's the token Star Wars movie. Well, I would think the, the original trilogy... The two bookend ones, episode four and episode six, both have Death Stars in it. Mm-hmm. So I think this one stands a little different because it doesn't have that. But I, th- I think I enjoyed this the most. And the number two on my list is Return of the Jedi. I really quite like episode six. A lot of people don't like it because of the Ewoks, but I think it does have a, a lot of good parts to it. And then I would put Revenge of the Sith, which could be very controversial because that's episode three. See, I the prequel trilogy for me, they really mush together. I think they're supposed to. Yeah. Um, um, particularly 2 and 3. I quite like parts of the Revenge of the Sith because it's the transformation of Anakin Skywalker into Vader. And I think mm. there's a lot of cool things there, the way they tied it into A New Hope. Um, and a lot of people don't like how that's tied in. I think that's a nostalgia thing because you're so used to A New Hope. I quite like Revenge of the Sith and I think it's got some good parts. The next one on my list would be Solo, which also could be very controversial. I, I really quite like that. And a lot of people didn't like that they were trying to hit all the notes of that character and whatever. I really quite like it. I appreciate when they do that. When you say hit the notes, you mean really convey that this is Han Solo or or tie up loose ends. Tie up loose ends. I appreciate when they do that. Yeah. I, I think the general Star Wars population doesn't, though, which I don't really understand, but I don't know. You're like, oh, it's just too convenient. Yes, that's like, essentially it. But it's like, well, you're addressing things that people have been asking questions about, so yeah. quit whinging. I quite I quite like Solo. Then I've got New Hope, which is episode four. Mm-hmm. I put it fairly down on the list because, I don't I don't know, it does have some very good parts to it, but it wasn't my favorite. 
Um, then I've got The Last Jedi, episode 8. Um, a lot of people don't like that one as well. Star Wars fans are very hard to please. Um, then I've got Rogue One. You've got Rogue One. I was looking for it. You've got Rogue One very low. I love Rogue One. I love the second half. I think the first half of it falls flat. It's all just build up and character building. You do all this character building and then boom, dead. Like there's just like the second half But it was is like awesome. a kamikaze mission. It is. Um, maybe I have to watch that one again. I think that's the only one I've seen once. I just, I just remember sitting there and thinking like, I am so glad they waited till now to do this because yep. of what they have with CG and animation because I just the fighter ship scenes and the scenes on they were on the planet I think yeah they were on some planet I can't remember yeah. what it was exactly um just all of it I just I really enjoyed that movie I en- there's a scene towards the end there with Darth Vader which is one of the best scenes of that character and I thought that that was really cool He's just, like, busting into the Death Star. Was that the one... I'm just trying to think. That's the one where there was all the controversy about CG characters, yeah. wasn't there? I'm because there was a CG Leia who was in there for a little bit, but it was mostly uh, Grand Moth Tarkin. Can I just say, I didn't notice. I didn't notice either. I was looking for because I heard controversy about a CG character from an old actor who had died, and I was looking for it, and I still couldn't pick out that that guy was CG. So yeah, I don't same. think that, that a lot of that is warranted. Well, I mean, with Leia, the only reason you could pick it is because you knew. You know that Carrie Fish is old. Yeah. Obviously. So you're like, had oh, she, okay. Had she died at that point? No. Okay. And even her character, I've since watched that footage again. I'm like, if you're really looking for it, you can peg it. But other than that, People it was just fine. picky about what they I love. I know. But I just, I just want to throw that out there. Come at me with your comments because I want to know what they are. But like, I didn't notice. I didn't notice either. Uh, next on the list, I've got Attack of the Clones, then The Force Awakens, because that movie sucked, and then last one is Phantom Menace, which the I Force don't Awakens think is... really sucked. I don't think Phantom Menace is necessarily a bad movie, but it was definitely the least enjoyable for me. I think Empire Strikes Back is definitely my favorite of like the original Star Wars movies, and I consider the sequel and prequel trilogies original for me, because when was the next one made after 2006? Force Awakens in 2015. See, that was a definitive break. That was nine years. That's a long time, yeah. Right? Because so, George Lucas just sat on the property for a very long yeah. time, and then Disney's like, do something about it. That's why I kind of consider the prequel and original trilogies, that's why I kind of consider them like the original Star Wars movies. And then there was a break, and now we're into that new era of There's Star Wars. There's quite a big break in between both of the trilogies. Yeah. So, for me, Empire is probably my favorite of that first group. I made a list as to why I think Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars movie, but I'm going to leave that to the spoilers zone because obviously there's going to be spoilers of it in there. I really like the prequel trilogy for different reasons. There's some places where it's kind of like, mm, and then there's some places where it's really, really good. So like I said, I like those movies for different reasons to liking the original trilogy. You're an interesting case because a yeah. lot of the things that you love about movies in general not just the prequel ones is the things that people hate about them yeah and in terms of the new movies honestly even for the sequel trilogy i like the star wars story movies better than those they're tangential yeah but i like rogue one and solo way better than i like force awakens and uh, last jedi force awakens sucked and um (laughs) i've seen force awakens like three times and i still 
haven't really likened it. It's got parts. I like The Last Jedi better than I like The Force Awakens. You don't like, what's her name, Rey? Yeah. Yeah. I just think she's a terrible actress, particularly in The Force Awakens. I think she overacts. She overacts, yes. She looks like she's in a daytime soap. I'm just surprised that the, her directors haven't, like, pegged her on that. Well, it seems like it's her acting style now. It kind of seems out of character to stop now, I guess. She's three mm. films in. So this film won two Oscars for sound mixing, and it also won a special achievement award for a contribution to the industry, which is completely fair enough. I think that's fair enough. See, it got that award at the 1981 Oscars, which is interesting because usually you would think for an honorary award like that, you would have to wait 20 years and then realize, oh, this is a contribution. I think they realized... At the time. Yeah, even that this was going to be something epic, and it has been. There's only been eight winners of that award since 1981, yet the entire original trilogy got that award. It just shows their contribution to how big they were to pop culture and the film industry. Mm. Gotta give credit where it's due. Mm. Can I just say, I love the music on this. Like, obviously, it's the classic Star Wars music. But man, John Williams did the score for this, and he is... Just a legend, like really. Um, he's been nominated 51 times for Oscars. That's crazy. That's insane, right? See, it's weird for me to think that the same guy... I'm going to list off some of the things that he's done. I know this is not... This is tangential. I just wanted to give credit. Because it's the same guy did every one of the Star Wars movies. Mm. He did all of the Indiana Jones. Yep. He did a couple of Superman movies, a couple of Jaws movies, a couple of Home Alones. He did Fiddler on the Roof, Poseidon Adventure, Schindler's List, the Jurassic Park movies, all of the Harry Potter movies, Saving Private Ryan. Pretty much, if there's a score that is... Like, you can totally pick it. It's John Williams. (laughs) I don't know how he didn't win an Oscar for the Harry Potter one, because I think that absolutely captures the magical feeling of that universe. Yeah. Well, and the thing I noticed in this one, I was particularly listening, the way he incorporated... So there's a Vader sound, right? Yeah. Even in just short little entrances, so it's just maybe four notes... But yep. you know who it is. And I'm just like, that's so clever. Like, you've franchised a melody, basically. Yep. It's it's really cool. Well, I noticed there's obviously the Star Wars sound, and then there's the Empire Strikes Back sound. And even in the very quiet times, there's a very soft instrumental version of that yes. same sound yes. just playing throughout. Like, it just feels... It's just, it permeated the whole fabric of the franchise. Not just the movie, but the entity itself. I I definitely felt that as well. I was particularly looking for it too, so I was happy to have found it. And it was also nominated for the score, obviously. I don't think he won for this particularly, but it also got a nomination for production design. Fair enough. Remember thinking, the first time I watched this too, when we sat down and watched the whole Star Wars saga, I remember thinking to myself, and I think I asked you, what year was this made? Because it's pretty good. The production value is pretty good on it. For eh? 1980 and the the animation technology, I don't know how they did it. But a lot of what they did, considering when it was, it's pretty good. It's brilliant work with models and stop motion animation. Because with the Tauntaun at the beginning, that's all stop motion. You can tell that because of the frames. But a lot of those space battles and things, I can't believe they did that with models. Yeah. It's very impressive. It's such an achievement, and I think that's absolutely why it deserves the special Oscar achievement. These movies are actually really weird, if you think about it. Yeah. And I think you just got to 
lean into it, I guess. I think they, they definitely did that even with the first one. Weird how? Well, Han is a smuggler. And you first see him in like this this like dive canteen bar and he's like talking with this alien and it feels gritty and grimy like a 70s movie would but it's like science fiction in a way that i don't think science fiction had really been done before mm-hmm. there was obviously like star trek and like had Doctor there, Who, Lost had in there Space. actually been this kind of world building done before because even in like star trek aliens still looked humanoid people yeah. hadn't thought about oh like, they can look like a bug or well, whatever, you know. The main difference between Star Wars and Star Trek, I think, is Star Trek grounds it as humans from Earth. Yeah. This is definitely, like, this isn't a galaxy far away, a long time ago, for some reason. I don't know. I never understood that. Yeah. Um, and you've got all these humans everywhere. That are from different planets. From different, it's a very weird universe, and I think it's unique in that way. Mm-hmm. Just the little things that happen. It's like, even Vader as a character, it's got this massive, very well-designed helmet and gown that he's got on. Mm-hmm. It's like this cloak. Um, you look menacing as fuck. He does, but I'm just just trying to think, why would they come up with that particular design as this is the faceless villain that I'm going to come up with? It's, it's weird. It is weird. Mm-hmm. But I think that's why people love it. Well, and because my favorite favorite parts of any of these movies and literally any of them are the in space battle scenes yeah you know like that hadn't been done before even with star trek like it you didn't see fighters you know maneuvering themselves in space like you did in star wars you know what i mean Mm. like i think about it the use of lighting and the use of you you have to be very creative because in space, how do you portray movement? You know what I mean? Because there's nothing grounding you so that you can understand how fast something's moving. Well, that's why you're they in ha- space. always have like asteroids running past or star debris or something exactly. running past the screen, even though even if you were in space, it wouldn't look like that. But they kind of have to still put it in there because you it's, need that depth. It's got to make sense to the human eye. You've got to give a sense of speed as well. These things are traveling very fast. And I just, I think the reason I like those scenes so much is because it's not, I like entertainment to be an escape and it's not like anything you'd ever encounter in everyday life. Yeah, that's a very good point. Would you like to get into spoilers? Sure. Obviously, when I first got into this series, everyone knew the whole line of I am your father Mm -hmm. sort of thing. So I'm like, okay, I'm expecting that. Yeah. Um, For starters... I think that would have been an awesome reveal when that first came out in 1980. Yeah, you'd be like, what? You'd be like, absolutely, like, what? Lord, yeah. The second thing I really like about this series and this movie in particular, which they don't get to until the sixth one, the next one after, is that Luke is actually Leia's sister. That wasn't spoiled for me, and I'm like, what? Yeah. In 2011, when I watched these for the first time, even that was still very shocking to me. And I love how this movie teases that and it foregrounds that in a couple of ways i know and i'm like going back and watching it like there is another you know what i mean but the whole kiss thing have they ever have they ever addressed that again because every, so. everybody's like that was weird let's just ignore it yeah. yeah um i wonder if many people picked up on what yoda said then when he said yeah. there is another back in the cinemas mm-hmm 
So the reasons why I think this is the best one is because it's got so many of those classic elements that just work really well, those awesome scenes. Um, because it, it's got the Battle of Hoth. Uh, it's got the first time seeing Yoda, which is fucking awesome. Because well, that's done in a brilliant way. Well, I made a note too. I love that they kind of went with the root of you annoying little creature, take me to the Jedi Master, and then he finds out, wait, you're the Jedi Master? Yeah, he you just seems I mean? like a crazy old frog when you see him. <laughs> crazy old frog. Well, when even... Um, so I knew, obviously knew the character of Yoda going into these films. Well, and so did I, but... But yeah. I didn't know the extent of... He was a Jedi Master who trained Obi-Wan, tra- trained Luke Skywalker. He was in hiding on Dagobah. I didn't know any of that backstory, so it was... It wasn't surprising to me to see the character of of Yoda, but to get that story and that awesome training to montage. To understand his character. To understand yeah. it, yeah. Because he's, he's really quite deep as a character. I love Yoda. I love He's probably Yoda. the best character out of all of these. Yep. And I love the way, too, how in the prequel trilogies, they, they kind of explore his character more in the ways that they're able to do with CG. Um, yeah. I appreciate that this, they used a puppet. I thought that was so well done but there's things that you need cg for like some of his fight scenes and yeah. in the prequel trilogy that you needed animation to do to explore and round out that character more it's got obviously luke's jedi training he's he's got the like his battle with visions that he has yep where he has troubles there it's got the iconic i love you i know scene mm-hmm. like everyone knows that that line it's got an awesome lightsaber fight with vader and luke towards the end there and that that goes from like three different sets because they're in that that uh carbon freezing kind of room and then they go into the halls and they end up hanging off that big chasm yeah uh it's all just these awesome lightsaber fights and i really quite like those classic cut off your hand bit obviously it's got the hand chop off bit which must have been a massive thing yeah um obviously it's not for that time because they just they just put a robot hand on him but i think even as a storytelling technique you just chopped your main character's hand off like that's a big deal yeah um i wasn't expecting that i didn't know that that was a thing it's obviously got the i am your father line which is iconic um it also shows that leia's got the force towards the end there she knows that luke is hanging off the TV antenna, oh, yeah. um, which is also a, a foregrounding for the next one. I was going to say, they round her out. Like, she develops quite a lot in terms of Jedi she powers. She was just sort of the extra thing in the first one, but she really grew as a character in the next couple. And uh, definitely in the, in the new ones as well. And it's also got a great cliffhanger ending. So I think this movie is very oh, yeah. well contained in the sense that it's got your beginning, middle, and an end. But it still sets up the next one brilliantly. But I think you can see why I feel like, because of all those elements, this really is the quintessential exactly. Star Wars movie. Yeah. With that scene where he's like, where he chops his hand off and finds out that Vader's his father. Mm. I like how just before that, Vader's like, I don't want anyone damaging the Emperor's priceless cargo. And he's just swinging his lightsaber around. He ends up chopping his hand off. Like, he doesn't look like he's caring that much about his Emperor's cargo. Too bad if he actually killed him. Do you think maybe he wanted... He was saying that more because he wanted Luke for himself kind of thing? Maybe. Well, but I think the Emperor still wants him, though. Well, and were they... Was he really meaning what he was saying in that they could overthrow the Emperor and everything like that? Also, why would you say that knowing the Emperor has the Force and can read your mind? Yeah, but two very powerful Force Jedis can overthrow the third. 
I guess. I think that's why he was saying... Because he wants to be emperor. Yeah. Also, Luke straight up, like, commits suicide. He just jumps off the end of that thing, and he doesn't know where he's going. He just falls into that pit. I Um, think he would rather kill himself than die at the hands of Darth Vader. I think that's not really addressed, because it's just like, he just... He's like, okay, well, I guess I'm dead now. Yeah. I sort of look past that now because I've seen it a couple of times, but the first time I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> you don't know you're going to survive that. Yeah. At the at the end of that, he falls so softly. I'm like, yeah, right. It kind of looks like he gets sucked into a tube. I don't maybe, really know. Maybe there's a vacuum. Maybe it's the garbage disposal. I don't maybe. Know. Maybe he knew that. I don't know. When I was a kid, I always used to think it was a lightsaver. Like, it saves the light by turning it on. Yeah. Um, It was probably when I first watched them, as an adult. That you realize, oh, saber. Saber, as in a sword. I wanted to talk a little bit about the droids, because, you know, I like them. Um, I like them. And they're they're kind of phased out over time, aren't they? They're the only characters that are in every single Star Wars movie. But they have less important, less like starring roles as yeah. time goes on okay yeah um towards the end then these later disney star wars movies they've kind of just put them in there particularly like something like rogue one just because oh you see the droids as well see that um so they don't actually want to do anything with the droids they just want to put that throw in, there. in there yeah. yeah like it's still star wars so that's why they don't really have big roles i wanted to talk about um r2d2 i thought it was so interesting He's a character in himself, and I thought it was so interesting how much character building you're able to do with beeps and whistles. Yeah, like yeah. even, what does he do when he's on Dagobah? He actually screams. He goes, because he oh, gets chucked because, around. Yeah. yeah, Luke's doing a handstand, and he's carrying all those things using the Force, and then he's, he's, he loses his concentration and drops R2, and he like screams mm-hmm. for a droid to scream. I see what you're saying, but he has a lot of character there. I like R2 a hell of a lot more than C-3PO. He's annoying. annoying. But I mean, like, think about it. He's a cylinder with wheels, and all you've got to work with are beeps, whistles, a spinning head, and some lights. That's done very well. Well, even BB-8 in the new series, I don't even think it has beeps and whistles. He's just got that little finger thing that pops out, and he just wheels around. But the way... I think he beeps. He uh, he probably does. The way that his head sits on that sphere of his bottom sphere, that gives character. Yeah, he can, like, turn his head. You know what I mean? Like Like a puppy. Yeah. Um, The new Star Wars movie, uh, Rise of Skywalker, they revealed the new droid for that one. And it's it's a droid smaller than BB-8. It's, like, really quite small. Um, And it kind of looks like a puppy's head sort of thing and it, it was driving hmm. around on stage when they revealed it oh that's right yeah 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 i remember but that. i do like that they're able to because obviously r2 wasn't an actual robot and they today they actually are which is insane if you yeah. actually think about it um someone was actually controlling bb8 as it's rolling around mm-hmm. um i think it's very impressive that you're able to do so much with character development with just a robot yes and even more so when it's not actually a robot someone's inside it yeah. controlling it um I kind of liked, particularly with the third one in this original trilogy series, for the first two, I was really thinking that Luke was going to end up with Leia because that's your typical sort of thing, and mm-hmm. they ended up that way. And they sort of build it towards that. Obviously, Han's got a thing for her, mm-hmm. but 
usually that's your typical sort of story arc, right? Mm-hmm. You've got the protagonist, you've got the good-looking girl, they get together. Mm-hmm. Um, and toward the very last scene of the whole movie, he's got his arm around her. So you think that, and it takes a different turn, and she ends up with Han. And I kind of like that that story beat. I sort of got the same feelings as Harry Potter, because I really thought that Harry was going to end up with Hermione. That's just the way these things they usually They didn't really go. spin it that way, though, did they? No, but... They never did, but I mean, I know what you're saying. I was just, I was like, I don't think they actually spun it that way. It's not as cliche to throw you the curveball once in a while. Yeah. And I was thinking, because Star Wars is so old, maybe it'll be cliche and she she ends up with him and I live happily ever after, because that's how these things usually mm. went. Um, and it was it was building you up for one direction, and then the last movie, it takes that life turn, and I really quite liked that. Yeah. Because you weren't expecting it, and you you tend to enjoy it more. Overall, I think that this is one of the best Star Wars movies ever made. I think it's, in my opinion, the best. It's the um, best for story, I think. I think it does a lot in world building. Yes. Um, in little things as well, like the Cloud City. They said they just said that they're mining gas, and then they've got the city in the clouds. Mm-hmm. It's not a big story arc, really, apart from him hanging off the antenna at the end. It could have been set anywhere. Because really, the intense parts of that setting is indoors, so you could have done it anywhere. I just really think that this is a it is it is an achievement in film, mm. um, more so than some of the other ones higher on the list. Yeah, go check it out if you haven't seen Star Wars. If you have any questions, uh, shoot us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. And check us out on Instagram because we've got some really cool content. Yeah, reach out. We're all, we're we're pretty much on every platform. So reach out and talk to us. And we'll gladly have a conversation about films with you. Absolutely. We have been Daniel and Brenton this week. Thanks for joining us. Feel free to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and check us out on all the socials. Comment on SoundCloud. And until next week, thanks for listening. Don't hurt yourself. Ow. Yeah, I kicked the fucking wood. It's because you prance around like a little fairy boy. Fairy boy.